0: welcome everyone to authentic as Fuck podcast my name is son this is Yelena, Hello, Hello, Yelena.
1: Everybody.
0: okay let's start <clears throat> you know what's funny is like I was asking you for an advice on something and the advi- huh. the advice that I was asking you was what do you do when people don't believe you and they don't want to take your advice and then you were giving me advice and i was like <laughs> and i was doing the same thing that i was t- asking you about right <laughs> i was it's like no advice message.
1: being a no, mess yeah, well, that,
0: it's not gonna work. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> so my advice on this if somebody is believing in something so we were um commenting on uh, Posting and why people don't post if they not know that if they post for hundred times, they will uh, hit their goal or whatever. So, the first of all, we don't believe it. It's it can maybe happen, but maybe not. So it's kind of far fetched. And you see that Mark, every time I open TikTok, some people are saying, "Yeah, do this. Take this advice." well, I made business out of zero. So they're all successful. And I'm miserable. I don't know how to post one thing. And they all have professional videos with subtitles with pictures flopping, you know, on screen everywhere. And I just, you know, I cannot make one video with, uh, with captions. So, so then it's kind of in that maybe thing, if I post, maybe something will happen. But if I don't post Okay, nothing will happen. So this is the same thing. Um, so if if they don't believe in that, I don't think that that kind of motivational uh, speech is going to change anything. But what can help is, you know, for them not to believe, but to create a system that will kind of support and a little bit push them to, to do the work. As for example, I have this, uh, what we did in the beginning of uh, our marathon or however you call it. So in in the beginning we had, when we had our meetings, so we promised how much post we will post till next meeting. So every week you had your group that will check on you. So how things were going. Okay, so you didn't post. Why didn't you post? And then you're like, mm, I didn't have time, but next time I'll do it. And you kind of do it because you're too embarrassed to come again and to say that you didn't post and other people are typing in the sheet. Like, yeah, today I have, this week I had five posts and you're like 0, zero, zero, zero. So it's embarrassing and you will do it. Uh, so this this is going to help uh, to get to to build this muscle. Uh, And that's why I think, for example, this quarter, I know this is my type. So how I function is that I need to be a little bit forced to do something. So if I'm not forced, I will find whatever Nicer thing to do, so I will be lazy. I will read a book, enjoy sunrise or whatever.
0: Well, but wait, can you, pause before. for one second. Nobody have to force you to enjoy read a book.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it's easy. It's easy
0: reading. A, well, someone say that it's not.
1: Yeah, but I'm I'm choosing. People... You know, you can you can choose an easy book. You don't need to choose Kierkegaard. Or, or okay,
0: even like you you just said, oh, go watch the sunrise, right? Or whatever. There are things that you do in your life that pe- nobody's forcing you to do, but you do it. Yeah. Am I right?
1: Yeah, but even but even listen, I'm I'm taking singing classes for because I like it. So nobody nobody hears me beside my professor or my boyfriend. So this and I do it because I like it. And I have horror homework from one class to another. And every time I do it night before a class because I'm forced. Even though I think through the week a little bit, but okay.
0: So is there anything that you do where you don't even need that? Like literally nobody is telling you there's zero pressure but you do it anyway
1: um i will do things but i will not finish them i will i will you know go easy i will read if i have a book i will read one page and then switch to something else and then you know it's not even if you want to even if a book is excited and I mean.
0: You you know what? Actually, you're right, right? Because I know a lot of people who starts watching a movie and they don't finish it. <laughs> <laughs> I think because and I think it's kind of a, also a modern phenomenon. I don't think people used to be like that 20 years ago, for example. Mm hmm.
1: I guess because right now you have so much other options to do.
0: Yeah, there's so many things that can give you dopamine. It's like Yeah. So even yeah, that makes sense. It's like like for example, you want to do this podcast. Yeah. But if it wasn't in your calendar, you probably wouldn't.
1: <laughs> exactly. And and every time I think about that I need to prepare, so um, even because you you came late for a half an hour, and I was like, yes, and I was reading, mm-hmm. I was uh, you know underlining a PDF and what I want to ask you. So I was, I had that extra time that I wanted to do, but I didn't because I was like, eh, later, later, yeah. later, later. But and- even
0: without that, even if let's say you didn't have to prepare anything. It's it's just literally you just have to jump on a call. Here, I'll give you a better example. Going on vacation, everybody wants to go on vacation. Yeah. I mean, almost everybody. There's nobody who's like, ah, I don't want to go on vacation, right? But if you don't actually set a date, they're gonna be like, Oh yeah, one day I'm gonna go. Oh, one day I'm gonna go. Okay, one. Like, exactly. do you understand? It'll never actually happen.
1: Exactly.
0: So, so that's the kind it's really
1: yeah that's the pressure is you know even if you want to go on vacation you know that you need to like which place to go then you need to research and maybe go on youtube to see 10 things to visit in here and Mm -hmm. then you go to booking to see do should you go should be closer to this coast or to that coast and then you need to book a flight or to see if you are going with somebody and then to ask your friends if they want to go. And then they need to check their calendar. So it's a lot of work for something you like. So you need to kind of, let's do it. You need to kind of be forced a little bit mm-hmm. and then to do it so that you can enjoy it.
0: Yeah. And I think people do that, like even simple things like going to dinner with friends. Like unless yeah. somebody actually organizes, sets a date, and put in the work, and say, "Hey, yeah. show up at this time, at this date, at, at this place," like I'm never gonna do it.
1: <laughs> I have exactly uh, my friends and I. So I have two best friends. Uh, they have small kids. We we couldn't see each other for I don't know months. Like three of us together, and I'm distant from one of them, like fifteen minutes walk. So it's. It's really close. Uh, We couldn't see each other because you know just something pops up at least for one of them. So now we have in our calendar every Friday morning this is it we see each other and I know when I wake up like oh my god it's 8 a.m but you know I need to see them but then like "Mm -mm, okay let's go and then I see them and I enjoy it but I need this push. Or nothing will happen in my case. So
0: that's a myth-truth sandwich right there. It, see, this is what happens for me
1: mm-hmm.
0: when when I hear an example like this. Something clicks in my head. A, a light bulb goes off in my head, and I like I just I could kind of sense it. Okay, that's a that's a carousel right there. I mm-hmm. can sense it. I don't know how. Okay. But I know what that I... if I work on that enough, it'll become a carousel.
1: What I had on my mind when I, while I was talking, I was like, okay, I should, when uh, you publish this, I should watch this carefully because I kind of, it sounds like, it's not like I changed your mind, but something was there. So it means that I had a good example and then we have something. So to so i had a feeling that you the part
0: was yeah i know exactly where it is it's when i asked you what about reading a book what about doing things that you want to do right because that's what we think It's like oh yeah we have to be forced to do things and we have we need accountability because Mm -hmm. we don't want to do that thing like i don't want to go running i don't want to go to the gym i don't want to write so i I need accountability right i don't need accountability for the things that i want to do but the truth is you need accountability even for the things that you want to do. <laughs> and yeah. and it kind of clicked for me when you said, yeah, even with the reading a book, like I'll, I'll kind of doze off or, you know, like, and that's when I was, immediately when you said that, I'm like, oh, that's true. Like it, people do that with stuff that they want to do for fun, like getting together with friends, going on vacation. It, this, this podcast, like, we're not gonna do it. Even the things we enjoy doing, we're not gonna do it unless it's set in the calendar, mm-hmm. and that's a form of accountability.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the myth is, if you like something to do if for something you, you, don't, like, need yeah. you don't need accountability. You don't yeah. need accountability. Okay.
0: I mean, I'll, 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 I'll find a better way to say it, but
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. We just I need... know
0: that that's, yeah, I know that that's a truth. truth sandwich. I just don't know how, but I can feel it.
1: Okay. And the truth is, even if you like some things, you will not do it un- unless you... Yeah.
0: You still need accountability, even for the things that you like.
1: hmm Okay.
0: That's why I think uh that's why I think gamification doesn't work like um <clears throat> even when you think about a video game, like let's say people somebody loves playing video games. It's not like they're sitting there just out of nowhere just playing video games. Do you understand? What I mean, like yeah. most people, it took a while for them to get to the point where they're addicted to playing video games. Like it didn't it wasn't like that from day one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you understand? what I mean,
1: yeah. I don't understand what you mean.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm I'm trying to think about those um those activities that people do that doesn't need accountability like people who who are addicted to games or people that are addicted to drugs or you know people that are like addicted to porn or something like that right like nobody has to they don't have to set a calendar and be like okay from this time I'm going to play video game <laughs> they don't have to do that right <laughs> Yeah. So I'm trying to think what why what's the difference, what's the difference between somebody who plays video game and some you know like or you reading a book, for example. But I guess they do the same thing. They start. They might start playing and then they get bored and they stop or something like that. I don't know.
1: I guess that... Um...
0: You see? Oh. hmm You see how when you really start tr- sit and say, okay, now I need to turn into a mystery sandwich and I start writing,
1: mm-hmm. it
0: forces you to think deeper about this topic yes. that I normally wouldn't have.
1: Yes. So... Um, there is a difference if you... How much effort you need to put into you to to get your dopamine hit because um, if you have like low effort and high dopamine hit and when you play a game it's like almost I don't know. have some somebody that needs to jump over something and you kind of try it and if they succeed yes go ahead so you have that hit like Almost instantly. instantly. Almost, yeah. Yeah. If you scroll uh, your phone on, I don't know, TikTok, then you have, mm, boring, next, next, next. Um, so you have that, you have low effort and high dopamine hit. But if you read the book, even if it's fun, you need to put more effort and then to get not that high hit, maybe that, you know, smaller uh dopamine hits so this is why you need i think it's more you need to start when you start it kind of continues in itself i know that when i um for example last night uh i was like I was watching something on TV and like, I should work on Metroid Sandwich. Like, uh, okay, let me. No, I was reading a book. I was reading a book and the TV was there in the distance. Uh, and I was like, let me read for one more hour and then I will work on Metroid Sandwich. But I was postponing that because you know it's easier for me to read a book than to like sit and think. But once I said, okay, fine, let's let's do it. I enjoyed it. I went to bed 1:30 a.m. So because I was like yeah but, but just let me let me see about this let me let me see more. So it's it's so funny when you're into it but you need to force to start. That's why I need the count. Maybe
0: that's why we should have uh, remember one I don't know if you remember we talked about doing a Zoom like a 2 hour Zoom call where everybody comes in. Mhm. And nobody, we don't talk, but yes. we just sit and write.
1: I would, I would be the first to be there to, to participate.
0: The, the hardest part is to get people there. <laughs> but yes. once you're there, I think yes. it'll be fine.
1: That's why I was, even though I was alone in my flat, I was going to a library because people around me would sit and read. So I would go, I had, you know, people go to library because they need a quiet place. I don't know, they have people in their home, uh, I don't know, walking around, yelling at each other, asking questions, they need peace. So they go there for peace. But I go there because I need to watch those people learning something because if they are learning then I sit like, okay, Elena, now we need to work and then I do the work.
0: Yeah, I I think that's maybe that's what we need. Like, we just need to get people started. And I was thinking, like, how can we get people started? And I think that's it. We need to have a group study session or a group writing session.
1: I think a few... I, uh, I think it's Ray. She was doing that. She had some group... I don't know what was their time. I couldn't make it. But uh, I think she was doing it for these reasons. And I guess especially so many of us have at least some partially some part of ADHD. So so now it's uh, almost normal to have attention deficit. So if you have attention deficit, then you need more uh, support to do something that was normal for somebody 20 years ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely happening because, and I think it's because it's just uh, dopamines are so cheap these days. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere, right? Yeah. Netflix, TV, your phone, like social media, they're just everywhere. So, but back in like, You know, 50 years ago, like 100 years ago, there was like, you either listen to the radio (laughs) or that's it. (laughs) Or you sit out on your porch and look out the window.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and exactly. So, by the way, I want to do two things in my life um, in December. One is to buy a radio. So not to that doesn't require Wi Fi or whatever. So just to have everything unplugged and to put radio on in the background, this is one thing. And the other is to have hours. So to have two phones, one to be like non-smartphone, and to have hours in a day where I will not touch my phone. So when I'm not working, when I need to just to have that phone. And you know, zero internet around me because.
0: Okay, so let me. <clears throat> this leads to my next question. So there's two, I think, two parts. One. Some people like you. Know that this is what you need. Mm-hmm. So you're you're willing to go out of your way, to put restrictions on yourself. Set a date for to keep you accountable, right? yeah cuz cuz you know that if not you're not gonna do it right cuz like some people might be like oh i don't need a radio i don't need a regular phone i can control myself right <laughs> so but then they even though they can't right they're too smart for their own good so they this is the, like i guess i guess this was my original question so some people know some people know that about themselves so they they can set those measures. Like They can go hire a trainer to make sure to come wake me up in the morning and take me to the gym. They'll sign up for this class to make sure, because if, if I don't, I'm not going to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. They're going get to get rid of their smartphone because I know that if it's there, I'm going to use it, right? They know that about themselves, so they can put the restrictions. And once they do, then they can do it, right? Yeah. But some people think they're so smart, they're so clever, they're so smart for their own good that they don't even do that, Right? So even if we do the writing class, most people are not even gonna come to the writing class. Once they come to the writing class, yes, it, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. But they won't even come to the class because they're like, ah, oh, that's not gonna work for me. Do you understand what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So how? What do we do for them? <laughs> I mean, like that's the next step. But I'm just curious, like what.
1: I believe in force, <laughs> so but because... that, that's
0: what I mean. The the class is the force.
1: Yeah, yeah. But
0: they're not even going to come to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, because my my boyfriend told me mm-hmm. that I cannot uh, like live twenty four hours without a phone. So it was more of a challenge for me. Um, so it was like seven there was one something on on instagram that people went for 72 hours somewhere without phone and they were just existing and he was like you cannot survive like 24 hours i'm like i can't do it so so this is how we started a challenge and um i survived this 24 hours so so it was hard in the beginning uh in the morning i was like okay it's one 1 p.m I survive almost till lunch. So this is good. But after that, it was easy to do. But I saw actually how, how tempting this is. So the thing that helped me was that somebody told me that I cannot do it. Somebody challenged me.
0: Yeah, so I think maybe that's kind of what I was looking for. I think that's the answer that I was looking for is a lot of the times the the problems that I see, right? Is ego it's like people don't do certain things because of the ego like for example if i say hey trust me if you write every day for how many hours a day you're going to get better but or I'll, I'll say like no just you know make the, make it simple don't try to like you know overcomplicate com- complicate your thing like or don't or just put out some some something embarrassing don't it doesn't have to be perfect or whatever it is their ego won't let them do that their ego is like, no, that's not gonna work. No, that's not gonna work for me. Do you know what I mean? Because it's it, that's their identity, and they're like, they think that they're smarter than that. They they think that uh, if I post for hundred days, that that's gonna help me get make become better. No, that's not gonna work for me. I already know that's not that. It's their ego telling them that. So when when they when people's ego is too high. Those are the ones that are gonna be like, "What writing class? That's stupid." I can write. I can write on my own if I wanted to. I don't need some. I don't need someone to force me to do it. Right? That's what's gonna happen. So then yeah. we need to flip that switch back on them, and we have to almost use their ego. <laughs> to, and, and, uh-huh. and, and and the way it is like, "Hey, I bet you can't do this." <laughs>
1: exactly
0: that's that's what you did that's what happened to you and that, that that's actually what happened to me too like i i had a bet with my friend like i you know i don't really i'm not really a fitness person i don't eat healthy or i don't go to the gym or anything like that mm-hmm. but i made a bet with my friend and i said um we were talking about some we are having a debate and he was like, "There is no way that you can get a six pack in three months. That's physically impossible. Like that's sci- like it's scientifically impossible, right?"
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm like, and, "And that didn't sit right for me." Now I'm like, "What? No, I think if you really, really try, blah blah blah, like you could, you can do it." And I was like, "So we were having this debate." So. So then after after that debate, we were like, I bet you I can do it. And I said, if if I if I win, you have to wear a t-shirt that says Sun, sun is right. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris is wrong. Like his name is Chris. <laughs> like, and so it, it was my ego. And for the next three days, for the next three months, I literally. Like went to the gym every single day. I, I did everything. Like I went obsessed. I like started taking proteins and like I did everything. I stopped eating carbs. I only eat like lean, like nasty dry chicken for for like three months straight. Wow. And then I did it. Yeah. But that the only reason why I did it was because of my ego. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: the other side of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this is it. So maybe
0: there's something there.
1: Imagine to have maybe for a starter like two sessions, two two or three per week times two, to see each other. Um, and I bet you cannot survive this the whole month.
0: But I don't want to even go there yet until, like, let's do the first step, which is setting up the writing class so that at least the people who will do it will come and do it. Mm-hmm. And then let's worry about the other people. Because <laughs> yeah. I think there are enough people that knows that about themselves and they know the writing class will help. Yeah. Right? So let's help those people first.
1: Mm-hmm. Right?
0: Sure. But it's so clear that how like, you know, how much learning has to do with ego. Like if I look in the community, the people that are actually getting better, that are actually improving a lot and actually writing great stories are the ones that have the least ego. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm yes
0: like the smartest ones are the one. like if you look at the community if i read the stories like the best stories are the ones that are like just doing the work without trying to like without their ego getting involved if i look at the ones that the worst stories are the ones that come from the smartest people <laughs> the smartest people write the worst stories <laughs> it's so weird <laughs> And the same thing happens in my agency, too. Like, the smartest people do the worst work. And when I say worst, I'm not... I don't mean that, like, their work is shitty. It's... It's only good... This is what I mean. When I say the worst work. um, You know... You know, when you watch those, like, artsy... Intellectual, independent films—they're like, oh, that's 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 very symbolic or something. And at the end of the movie, people are going like, I don't get it, <laughs> right? Those kind mm-hmm. of movie. But like, all the critics are saying, oh, it was amazing, and this, you know, like this is so good, or blah blah blah. Like, um, those movies are never like. For example, uh, have you ever seen No Country for Old Men? No, actually that's a bad example because that that movie actually is good (laughs) it's i mean it's like also entertaining too but like there are movies like that where all the critics love and all the filmmakers love it but it's it's not popular it's never a hit Mm -hmm. it doesn't do well i see and then you look at a movie like marvels like you know like iron man and those kind of movies which is like a huge hit box office and everybody loves them. But then, you know, like people like Martin Scorsese, like that's not a real film, right? Like the the real filmmakers like don't think that that those are the best, right? But I think the same thing is happening like with the content creating and and just everything in general. Like people are, usually people are too smart for their own good. They don't understand that you actually have to. Good doesn't necessarily mean smart.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: But there's a tweet right there like good content doesn't mean smart content (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: i actually think that that that's actually a good way to look at it like if you're trying to make smart content that means you're doing it for yourself it's for selfish reasons if you really want to make, if you're really doing it for self less reasons, mm-hmm. where you're trying to help others, then you wouldn't make smart content. You would make good content.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Because, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So it's easier to make smart content than good content. I think this is the reason why I personally don't post because I don't think that my content is good but I know that you will say no
0: that... you, you, you don't think that your content is smart <laughs> it's not that you don't think that your content is good you don't think that your content is smart
1: you think that
0: well that's why you don't what, oh sorry well I, I don't know maybe maybe you were trying to say the opposite. Like, you think that your content is not good enough?
1: I think it's, you know, it's, it's easy to, to make smart content to look to sound smart, to put so many words there. This is easy. And I don't like to see it. So I personally would not look at that type of content. But uh, wait,
0: you would, you would like to, as a content consumer. You want to see smart content or you want to see good content?
1: Good content. I mean, I I want to here and there see smart content for theoretical purposes, but uh, to create smart content, it's so boring for me. So there is like a zero soul that I invest there. And I will do that just for the sake of some outcome in the future. And that's why I, I, it's so hard for me to do it. So, um, but, uh, what really helped me through our conversations so far was that critical thinking concept, like in general, I, I kind of, right now, it's obvious for me what I was searching for. So I was searching for, uh, for, Learning critical thinking because um, uh, I see now. Now I follow some accounts on TikTok where people are discussing some trends. Uh, maybe you heard from Matt Walsh or some. So they are they are commenting on things like somebody says something that doesn't make sense, but it's their argument and they want to debunk it with another example so they're using this for political uh, purposes and other some social culture purposes and this is actually what what makes sense how to debunk somebody so i didn't know that before before i had so many conversations with you so that
0: you so mean like you not- you have to use examples yes yeah 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 of course yeah, that I, I think that's actually where most people are struggling in the night owl community is people are really having a hard time coming up with examples.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think it's because they're trying to come up with examples on the spot rather than... Because I think what needs to happen is you have to constantly be looking for examples all the time, every day, all day in your life, everyday life. And then when you write... All you're doing is you're just picking one of those examples. But I feel like what they're trying to do is they're trying to... They've already decided on the point they want to make, even though they have no examples. And then they're trying to force an example into it. And that's just not going to work.
1: Yeah, but but just to say this is totally, at least for me, it's so normal to, to try to do it because, you know you're in this concept for i don't know a decade or two decades but uh, we are here only for one year maximum so so we kind of want to be good students and to put things into to have a myth to have a truth and to figure out example so um i mean this is this is the path
0: i actually think that you prefer to consume smart content not good content
1: why do you think so
0: because good content is actually the ones that are like dumb (laughs) do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like the one where you know somebody come like yeah good like good content the I don't know. I like I like when. Yeah, I said I don't know. To be honest,
1: you know you need to consume both because if you consume smart content, this will give you theoretical uh, perspective, but you need to transform smart to good. So it need it needs to go through your filters, because I think that so many content out there has a has a good point but it's so boring
0: okay jordan peterson's content is it smart or is it good
1: um well i don't i don't consume his his content so much to be honest
0: like the ones you have seen
1: um I would say it's more good.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Actually, good good content are the smartest content. And yeah. I guess that's that's what I'm trying to explain. The like for me
1: But you know Jordan like,
0: Peterson.
1: Please, please give me give me just a second. So Jordan Peterson, he's me creating when you listen to him. This when he explains something, he doesn't have like uh, introduction, the the backstory, the what is this connected to. He just have like ping. This is it. An opinion on something.
0: No, he doesn't. No, he has the all, all those. He he has he has the premise, the backstory. He has the whole thing.
1: I don't have that impression because maybe I'm not saying that he's just same things out there but in terms of how I imagine smart content is Im- like a I don't know lesson like a chapter from from a, a book on some topic so you you have that kind of introduction So we are talking about this when you do this it happens like this la 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 it is boring. But it kind of gives you a broader picture. But from that broader picture, he's choosing the asset. No, no, okay. He's showing you that.
0: In your opinion, what's a smart content on TikTok or Reels? What's a smart content that's done within 60 seconds? Mm.
1: For example, Five five ways that you can um, help yourself if you have anxiety attack, panic attack, for example.
0: Okay, like to me, that's a dumb content. <laughs> but those are the content that works well.
1: Or or i don't know if you have um if your nervous system is in fight or flight this is um how how this connect how this is connected to your um i don't know neurons or something yeah
0: okay yeah that's smart content that nobody will that nobody consumes nobody cares about <laughs> but here's the thing like I think that people watch somebody like Jordan Peterson. And there's two ways you can... You listen to him and there's two ways you can... Okay. You watch Jordan Peterson and there are people who think that the reason... Like, they, they hear it's like, oh, wow, that's brilliant. That's good, good, good. And they think that the reason why it's good is because Jordan Peterson is so eloquent and he uses this, like, really academic words and you know and that's the reason why they think it's good so what they do is they but the truth is the reason why jordan peterson's content is so good is because the core idea is good and he can take the core idea and articulate it he can take the thing that everyone's already been feeling because it's the core idea is universal. It's actually human. It's it. He understands psychology. He can take the core idea that everyone's be feeling, oh, I felt that way, and he can articulate it in a way that people are like, oh, I've always felt that way, but I didn't know how to word it. But he articulated it perfectly for me. Yeah. And that's what makes his con- content good, right? But what, what, what people think they look at that on the surface level, they think what makes him good is that he knows how to articulate and use these fancy words and things like that. So now they go out and they try to make a content using these fancy words when they don't even have the core idea or concept. So it's like they don't have the foundation. They just have fancy words now. And those are, to me, those are the worst kind of content. Do you understand what I mean? Like, I actually think that You know, like, I actually think that if you have the foundation, the core idea, you don't even have to use fancy words. You can talk like a six-year-old and it'll still be good.
1: So how do you think he comes up to a good idea, to a core idea?
0: Like Jordan Peterson, you mean? Well, I mean, but because that's that's his job. <laughs> like he, yeah. he didn't get there overnight.
1: The thing is, you need smart content, and then you need to um, polish your filters. If my filter, if my only filter that I have, if I consume smart content is repetition, then you know my tool of box is too simple. So then I need to have, uh, I don't know, critical thinking, then like these tips that you gave to us, how to make a point and how to come to an example, Um, how to kill the darlings. So these are filters. How to talk about it more time and to see, to get the feedback, who to ask for feedback. So these are all filters.
0: I don't know what that means.
1: You know, you need to start from smart content. My opinion is you need to start from smart content so that you can create good content. So I don't
0: think so. Because I I I hate smart content and I it's the only is the kind of content that I like. I hated school. I hate academic books i never read academic books i read that i actually don't read any books i like i consume zero smart content so if you start talking to me about some theory or something like that and and like okay i don't care (laughs) like i i only i can only consume stuff and i can only like i only want to hear things if I can connect it to my own personal experience, like, okay, I know that in my heart, that's true. You can give me all the academic theories and stuff like that. If I can't relate to it, then I'll just ignore it.
1: Do you think that every anybody can do the same as you?
0: Yeah. Of course. <laughs> like, and that's why I'm not really, like, a big fan of, like, people who, who speak academics and, you know, talk about all these academics when they have no real life experience. Because I think real life experience is how you connect the dot between that academic idea. And like a lot of the things that I I find out, like I a lot of the content that I say or a lot okay. of the things that I say, I've been reading from a book. I just said it because I personally experienced it and I've seen it. Around me and it's and then I'll say it. And then somebody will, will come to me and be like, Oh yeah, that's the Dunning Kruger effect, or that's this theory. And I'm like, okay, I didn't I had no idea. Right? It's usually like I I feel it and I talk about something that I already I know to be true in my heart. And then somebody will come and say, Oh, that's that's this theory from this guy. I'm like, Okay, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I I somehow I reached the same conclusion, right, from my own experience, right. But I like I if I were to start from the theory and work back, that's stupid. Like, why? Why the fuck? Why would I do that? Like, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but okay.
0: And I think right now the problem is a lot of people start from the theory, and I, then therefore I... they don't really know what it means.
1: Okay. So what is your advice for me? Because I'm starting from theory and I have believed that there are some things that are maybe at least established in some circles. If I think about psychotherapy, if we think about how brain works, how, um, I don't know, different type of therapies, different techniques, um, um, early development theories on attachment, early attachment and traumas that develop from, uh, from those experiences. So this is theory. So what, what's your advice for me? Because I start from that place and then I connect what makes sense. I don't, I don't adapt like everything, but some things I definitely start from theory.
0: I mean, I guess you can start from theory, but it's a waste of your time. Because without actually experiencing it, the theory doesn't mean anything. You, I, it's like, I can read a... I can read uh, all the books in the world about skiing. And then, you can talk to... And then imagine me trying to teach somebody how to ski. Versus somebody who's been skiing for 10 years and then trying to teach somebody how to ski. right? It's going to be totally different. And even if I read all the books on skiing, I still have to ride the ski and experience it before I can actually understand it. So it's kind of like this, right? When I I try to teach somebody how to code and I say... You know, I I, I say all the shit like oh yeah. We use object oriented programming because it organizes the code, so that later on, um, when the application gets really big and complex, that you know we know that this function does this, this function does this, that this function does. This. It's like everything is organized. So when I say that, like you, you're probably going like what? Okay, okay, huh? okay, whatever. <laughs> that makes sense, but you don't really know what I mean. Yeah. You don't you don't really know what I mean in your body, right? But if I, if I sit you in my company and then you have to code for a year where you've, you've been working on this website and okay, like, and you didn't really organize it. And later on when client says like, oh, this, can you change this? And then you, re- like, now you have to go search for it and be like, oh, but this, this is broken because this is related to this. And this is really and you try to do that. And you, you've been struggling for a year. <laughs> and, and then I say, hey, this is why you need to use object oriented programming. Blah, blah, blah. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, that makes sense because you've actually struggled through it, right? Yeah. So it doesn't matter. I I can tell you the theory. It's just going to go in one ear and out out the other if you don't actually understand what it means. But then once you've struggled with it and once you've felt the pain and then I give you the solution, Mm -hmm. then it's going to be like, oh, of course. And I think that's what theory is. like A theory is a solution to a problem. And that solution doesn't mean anything unless you've experienced the problem.
1: I mean, it's different when a problem is a program and when a problem is a person.
0: No, the, the pro- problem here is not a program. It is a person. Well because this person doesn't understand the importance yeah. of object-oriented programming, right? Yeah. Well, it's because they don't they don't they haven't had that. Like if I if you've never been on a bicycle and I tell you, oh, you have to speed up in order to not fall, that doesn't mean anything to you. But if I force you to go on a bicycle for five days straight and you've been falling, 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 and I say, you have to speed up. And then you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I get I, I get what you mean now. Mm-hmm. And that's why people usually, like, that's why people say that. It's like, oh, I get what you mean now. Well, you didn't get it before because you haven't experienced it. Like, you, you like I can't, you know, do you understand? I don't know. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying I... to
1: think of a... Uh, so you're you're giving me obvious example when somebody is struggling, and then you give them theory of how bike works, for example. This yeah. Is when...
0: Then it makes sense. Then people will get it. But what what people are trying to do is they're trying to talk yeah. about the theory when they've never been on the bike. Then you're not going to be able to say it the right yeah, way. I understand.
1: Not... Yeah, I understand that. So. The thing is, my I don't know if we disagree on this. My opinion is that even if you practice, so you need theory to combine that with one another. Because if you don't have a theory, then um... I know.
0: But what I'm saying is, the theory comes after, not before. I mean, it can come before too, but it's you're just I. To in my opinion, I'm like. I, I think I'm wasting time because I can say... I
1: see that. Okay, I, can, okay, I think I agree with you. Okay, because, here's a
0: perfect example. No, here's a perfect example. Like, no, you have to let me speak. Here's a perfect example. In the writing, in, in our assignments, okay. I can keep saying, kill your darlings, kill your darlings, kill your darlings. Nobody actually knows what that really means. They're like, oh, I think I get it. I Oh, yeah, I think I need to do that, but I don't really get it because they're not clearly not doing it. But then when I say now go edit other people's stories, and then come back and try to edit your own story. Mm-hmm. And then if I say "kill your darlings," then they're like, "Oh shit, I get what you mean now." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What's they they haven't experienced it because you know they they, they, they like they have to see it for themselves and feel it for themselves before they 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 get the theory, you know. Yeah.
1: So I remember when when I was uh, working for quite some time and um, then I was reading a book from some psychotherapist and he was explaining so I kind of didn't know I noticed that you know you have you kind of... S- you can sense the connection with your client if the connection is good if if you have the conversation flowing um you know going well or you kind of stumble you don't understand each other or you don't get what what they need so you can sense that and um so then i was reading uh, a theory from that psychologist and he was saying so In the beginning the first thing you you need to do when you approach a client is to do that's it's called kind of inquiry so show your genuine interest in this person uh try not to try to uh, approach it as you don't know this person as you you because you don't so you you ask open questions and you build this relationship. i was like Okay, this is what I'm doing next. The second is specifications. So once you explore it, then you kind of you kind of get it, but then repeat that, what you said, and say, mm, does this mean that? So you kind of narrow it down. It's like, okay, I, I'm doing this as well, because you, you kind of need to, at certain point, to see if you, you get this person or not. And then the third thing is, so if, uh, if you get confirmation from another person, then you can slowly do confrontation. So this is the place when you can confront other person. But if you didn't come to a specification that you actually understand and you confront the person, then you will kind of mismatch because this person doesn't get me and they confront me. So you lost the relationship at that moment. Tiny bit of relationship. Like, okay, this makes sense. I mean, this is what I'm doing.
0: So you've but, connected the theory to an actual experience that, experience that you felt.
1: Yes. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. I couldn't say mm-hmm. that in my words. I just wanted for a conversation to, to go well. You know, you kind of mm-hmm. have hopes that you will understand that person. And you try your best to see if you can get that, that person or not. And if you don't, then you say, okay, maybe I didn't understand you. Tell me more. So you come back actually to the first step without knowing that you came back to that inquiry part. Um, but then I was talking to a new therapist. She had just started her practice and she wanted um, to kind of go through this, like what she should do when she has a client. And I I notice how how actually worried he she is, because she needs to okay. So when I do inquiry, so there is a nodding, there is this, you need to show that you're interested, and the whole forced part, because this is what theories say. And this is when theory comes before the person that it, it needs to be like natural in the first place. And then you know, you can do the technique, but you know. Only if, if it's kind of vibing with you, but they are so worried with theory that they lost in that fulfilling what you know theory is requiring. So this is when theory doesn't make this point and this is what I what you wanted to say. I think that that's, this is what this Now point.
0: imagine that person who's only had theory and hasn't really experienced it right now imagine t- that person trying to teach that
1: yeah
0: it's just gonna be it's, it's, that's when that's the
1: have now when that
0: problems. person is trying to teach well let me finish
1: sorry
0: <laughs> now when that person is trying to teach that what's happening is it's a theory without experience and to me that's the kind of content everyone makes They don't even actually learn it for themselves, but they're trying to make it sound complex. So it's completely disconnected. Yeah. It's kind of like this. Tell me the story of like, you you told me this one story of like, you doing this practice with the client where you're sitting on a chair. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then the teacher was like telling you that you did it wrong or something like that. I remember, do you remember what I'm talking about? What? You were doing this exercise as like part of your your training or something like that, yeah. where you had to have somebody sit on a chair and then you were supposed you were the, supposed to do this exercise and the teacher was saying that you did it wrong or something like that. or you were trying to get them to do you, you don't remember?
1: Mm, doesn't sound like my story. I don't know. Maybe no,
0: it it's hundred percent your story. And okay. I'm I'm trying to remember I thought if I if I say it that it'll trigger something in your mind, but I think you said that you were supposed to follow the step by step instruction that this teacher gave you. And you actually went against it because it, it wasn't working for you. Like you were supposed to
1: Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't Can you, tell... doing...
0: Can you remind remind me what it was?
1: Yeah, I know that um so i don't know there there are multiple things about uh about techniques so this there is one i don't know what is the exactly what i told you but there is a technique about that you do on chair and then um, so you have a client that is having problem with some person or some interact in their mind and what you do, you put a chair, uh, and then put that interact on the chair. So then a the client needs to, uh, you know, stand up and sit down on another chair, and to say what they think, you know, from that kind of different role. And I wanted to to do that technique. But the moment when a person needs to stand up and to sit in another chair, it's it's so it was so awkward because you know, like you're forcing a person to to kind of do something, and then they they cannot go into that role, and you know, the the exercise not having their own fulfilling their purposes. So uh so I I told him I I don't know. Um, to my supervisor, that actually I am not doing it because I don't know, it doesn't work for me. So, so this is the story. Um,
0: and what did your supervisor say?
1: Well, uh, they just she just explored it, but she didn't, you know, she was like, fine, okay, she asked, like, what happened why maybe this is not working for this person but uh you know i don't know she just maybe
0: listened. this is not the same story cuz i don't remember the story like that because the story was something like um this is what we were talking about the supervisor or this teacher told you told you it was like you it wasn't just you it was you and group of other people too like told you to try this thing but then it didn't work for you right and then now you you came back and you were sharing it and or sharing or something like that and you wanted to say you wanted to bring up you wanted to ask question about this or you wanted to say oh i don't know if that you know for me i don't that it didn't work or it didn't happen because everybody was saying like how how it worked Mm -hmm. and for you it didn't work so you wanted to bring it up but you didn't because you were like oh maybe it's just me and then later on you realized the the reason why it wasn't working and then you you found out more about it later on do you remember what i'm talking about
1: no the story but i mean i mean it would happen many times that i have that feeling but uh, i don't recall that exact story
0: we were talking about why people don't ask questions or why why people don't speak up in a room because they think that they're the only ones who have this issue. And like, I remember, like you said, later on, you actually found out that that teacher was wrong. And the reason why is because that teacher was keep trying to force this theory on you. And they didn't know this, that the theory has nuances. Like, it doesn't work. The reason why... It's one thing to know this theory, and it's another thing to understand all the nuanced details of why this theory works and why it doesn't work. Because then then you can make exceptions and you can make these quick decisions. I wish I could remember what, what you said.
1: I don't know i know that i applied this technique in different way so i think
0: it was something with the chair okay but one, one thing i'm sure is that you thought you were doing it wrong because of this thing that this this thing that the teacher was saying or the supervisor was saying and everybody's just agreeing with it. so you thought you were the one who was doing it wrong but later on you read this other concept and then you realize that you are not actually doing it wrong. It... Now, Do you remember it's
1: this? Kind of, it's kind of familiar. Maybe I was telling you like story that just happened uh, because, because I kind of have it blurry. Like It's vague. It happens sometimes. And I kind of remember... I have feeling that is familiar that we talked. But I I cannot recall what I what I read. And what happened? Yeah,
0: I don't remember what the theory was actually. But th- whatever it was when you said that, that's a perfect example of why theory is useless without an actual experience. Because that teacher, whatever that supervisor who was telling you that stuff He's, he's basically regurgitating theory from a book that he read somewhere without mm-hmm. actually experiencing and understanding the nuance, all the little intricacies the details of that, why it works, why it doesn't work, and in what cases it works, in what cases it doesn't work. and it, There's a million different case scenarios. And unless you've actually personally experienced it, the theory is actually going to be... Maybe the theory is right, but you're going to teach it the completely wrong way. And when the students are doing it wrong, you're not even going to know that they're doing it wrong Mm -hmm. because all you know is the theory. So it's actually more hurtful to teach a theory when you haven't experienced it.
1: I don't remember that, but I remember uh, because I get in touch with uh, young uh, students that are just started sex therapy education, and there is a topic of contracts that when I was in education uh, process, it was like when a, a person come, you need to create like uh, an alliance and uh, a contract, which means to see what you're working on. And I was like, okay, so you need to have to establish a goal, like uh, spe- specified in positive uh, way said to know what you're working on. So every time you're coming back you know, to see if you're on track, but then in reality, you have people that don't know why they came there or when they come, they think they come because of, I don't know, stress at work, but this is totally irrelevant. So they have like core issue with their partner and they're almost splitting up. They don't know how to talk, but they are like, "Mm, I'm so stressed at my work. I cannot, I'm in burnout. So then you have a problem that should be a contract but actually is not. Um so I had this uh, one new student client that she said like we're now studying contracts and I was asking I was like I was telling my professor you know I I'm going to Yelena and you know we don't have that this kind of contracts so how this works so she's kind of coming back to ask me like will we make a contract? Um, so then in practice, you see that this doesn't work. So I had maybe two clients with, with whom this worked to have a, a goal and to talk about that. And, um, so with one of them only quite some time after when they got relaxed, we could loosen up a little bit and open core issues so we were on the surface because this is what what they were allowing us to work on and this is what the client wanted to work on so in theory is that and my professor would say mm-hmm. yeah you should make a contract in practice you need to explore yeah
0: it's it's completely different yeah like it's everything sounds perfect in theory until you actually try to <laughs> you know like actually do it. And that's when you hit the wall, right? Like, that's when shit is gonna hit the fan. And you're like, that that's why you ha- you need to. And
1: yeah. many times, many times, it happened that, you know, when you come to your supervisor, they the first question is, okay, so we are here for supervision. So, um, so we have this, I don't know, client. So what's the contract? So this is the first question. And many times, and I was talking to some other colleagues, Uh, that are also experienced so how they work on this they're like i don't know i don't know what's what's exactly contract so we have this topic that is like present right now but you know few topics are popping up all the time so it just you naturally use what they are giving to you right now but it's not like out of the blue sky you have like three topics that are there and you're juggling them around according to the vibe of the, you know, person, what what is happening in their life. So when your supervisor is asking, so what's the contract? You need to say, yeah, we are working on uh, and to have some established answer because this is what uh, theory requires. You know, she needs to check the box. Oh, okay, this person has a contract. So, right, let's go.
0: Yeah. So I think what this is, this is the thing. The person who is who has all the theory but hasn't experienced right to me smart content is those is all just theory based they've never experienced it they're just using these words that they read in a textbook or something like that and they're just regurgitating they don't even know they haven't even really learned a lesson on their own yet right they're just regurgitating it's like the people who say um you know money's not going to make you happy while chasing money (laughs) while them they themselves are chasing money and they don't even like it's, it's just it's completely disconnected good content is the ones that actually comes from a real life experience they've experienced it and therefore they're able to explain what they the lesson that they learned in their own life the best content like Jordan Peterson is the one that can connect this to this and and say hey You probably experienced this in life and this kind of scenario. The reason why that's happening is because of this thing. Do you understand what I mean? And those are the best content.
1: So he's connecting smart and good.
0: Yeah. In my opinion, that's what he's doing.
1: Mm Yeah. Yeah. So this is why I don't post cuz I don't have good content. Um, well good
0: content is uh from your own experience. Yeah,
1: yeah I don't And I can
0: kind of see like I don't know if you noticed that when you read the cer- stories on Circle, the myth true sandwiches on Circle. Mm-hmm. One thing that I see is uh some people or a lot of people write myth true sandwiches or lessons that I I don't think they've actually learned <laughs> mm-hmm. like it's not a lesson that they learn from their own life it's a lesson that they read in a book but like and this, here's how i know if you say a lesson right like for example uh if i say like oh, the five second rule by mel robbins right like okay. you know the longer you wait you know the you know like you just have to say five four three two one and boom you have to do it right motivation is garbage you know, it, it, you have to have discipline or what, that kind of lesson, right? And then I say, okay, give me an example. Give me an example from your own life when you've done that and tell me a story. Like, they can't. It means they haven't actually learned the lesson in their own life. They're just... Or or they, maybe they have learned it, but they didn't connect these two yet. Mm-hmm. They don't know. They have this experience. Oh, yeah, I remember, like, I went to... Uh, this bar and this girl smiled at me but i was like uh, i didn't i didn't go up to her and talk to her right away i was just like overthinking what should i say and then like i got more scared and more scared and then i just ended up not talking to her at all well you've experienced it right there that's the five second rule you didn't apply the five second rule and that's why you didn't do it but you don't even know that those two are related yeah do you understand what i mean I, I see a lot of that, actually. Like, they read some lesson here and they're trying to make it sound fancy and, you know, oh, you know, like, you know, that's why, you know, emotional, that's why emotional pain isn't always, you know, like, you, you know, you cannot heal emotional pain like this. They try to use like the, the life coaching language or the therapist language or something like that to try to teach this lesson, but they don't know how to connect this to an actual experience that they've had. Because if they can, that's what makes the content good.
1: Yeah.
0: And its I think it's because they're so focused on this and they're not focused enough on this, on their personal experience. For me, whenever I hear an uh, a theory like that, A lesson from some life coach or some therapist or some some marketing expert. Whenever I hear a theory like that, if I can't connect that dot to some something, uh, uh, an actual lesson that I've actually learned in my life, I just ignore it. Until I hear something that I can connect to, Mm -hmm. and then and then like sometimes I might ignore it because I haven't learned it, but then later on I did learn it, so Mm -hmm. now it makes more sense you know what i mean like i think everybody says be present be present like oh like you know <laughs> like you, you have to you know be, stay in the moment be present but i think most people who say that shit don't actually know what that means
1: i have one question for you do you can you recognize who is a theorist and who is applying it on uh, social- Karl
0: marx is a theorist that that's why Karl marx is so dangerous And that's why socialism and communism is so dangerous because it's all only based on theory and not practice. Because theoretically everything makes sense but it just doesn't work in practice because and you know like here's the thing right? (laughs) I don't like listening to people that are talking about all these virtues and all this all this you know oh you know, you don't care about humans. You want, you don't want to help humans when, like, I, I actually, I, I, for me, it's actually important to look at the judge the character first. Like Karl Marx was an asshole. Like, and he was an asshole. He was mean. He was like, he, 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 he didn't have his own shit together while he was preaching to other people how they should live. So that 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 already is. Uh, <laughs> there's a disconnect there, right? Like, like. His theory only works when people are virtuous. Like socialism and communism only works when people are virtuous. But look at you yourself first, Karl Marx, you're not virtuous. You're fucking selfish, but you want everyone else to be selfless? That's why that theory doesn't work.
1: <laughs> I see. So
0: like socialism only works when all humans are selfless. But the truth is humans are both selfish and selfless. And that's why that only works in theory i see but anyway i'll, I'll give you an example from jordan what jordan something that jordan peterson says at the end and we'll finish with that but i want to go through the mystery sandwich first
1: okay so i'm i'm just curious can you notice theorists on social media so who oh,
0: everywhere like the the far leftist right now like all of the ideas and shit that they're co- talking about is all based on purely just theory misunderstood theory because they didn't apply they they don't have practical examples hit me with your myth truth sandwich
1: okay um i have a few of them so um let me let me try this one out that it needs some darlings to kill so i'm aware of that um, so the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Let me copy it.
0: Oh, I haven't heard that one. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. okay. That's socialism. <laughs> That's socialism in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: we we use that phrase a lot in Serbia. So I found... Yeah, that... cause
0: Serbia used to be under USSR, no? Um, <laughs> well, People say uh... if you don't have anything nice to say... Oh. Wait, is this the one? Okay. Mm-hmm. People say if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Think about these nice comments. Your makeup is so good, but you never comment on their face when they don't wear makeup. You look so good, but you have never said that when they had more weight. You lost some weight, well done, but you judged them when they put on the weight again. You have so much hair now, but you never compliment when they have problems with thin hair. Even if these comments come from genuine place, they build up secret pressure in our head that some looks make us good enough or worthy enough, and some are not. And we connect our looks with our value. Next time, If you have anything nice to say say about someone's look just don't unless they bring this up
1: how to approach this do you want me to ask me questions or to say how why i
0: yeah where is where does it come from what what from a personal experience
1: in my family it's so Mm -hmm. spreaded that you know if um your family, your extended family is commenting on on your look. It's something that they have right to do. So if we gather together, I don't know, like 15 of us, uh, once a year, then it's like, Oh, you look so good now. I didn't want to tell you last time. I mean, you look terrible, but you know, you're so this good weight. I see you girl, you, you nailed it for example. And so this is, Or so so they're kind of commenting on this, or what's in your face? Is that a pimple? So what's happening there? Mm -hmm. Uh, And you're kind of under under the radar when you come. And I remember me having thoughts like a day before I need to come to see "Mm, what I'm going to wear, because uh, if I'm not satisfied with how I look, how to cover what I don't like. Um, Or so... Even when they comment, but this is nice comment, and my um, aunt would say, "But now you look really good." I'm telling you because it's good. In my mind, there is like some kind of standard, some level of what is accepted, and what is like complimented. Versus, this means that I cannot, I can, I cannot be fine with not caring how I look, I need to care how I look. So even if it's a good comment, especially with weight and with look, I think these are topics where women especially are sensitive because, you know, we are exposed so much to some standards we can pretend like we don't care but we see that we see so good looking people and it kind of builds some pressure so um, I prefer uh, that nobody tells me anything just let's talk about anything else so this is one thing that happened.
0: So you rather people not compliment you at all?
1: Yeah mm-hmm. Uh, not compliment, not complement weight and look like physical look. They can compliment how something fits, how I combine something, uh, how something goes well with my personality. Um, but not something that is connected to, especially like, you know, y- your number of kilos, and your. So let's
0: say you you gain some weight. Yeah. And then let's say you lost the weight. You don't want people to compliment you on that.
1: No. Unless I bring this up, this is another story. This is another story. I have. What
0: what what about like, Mark Marco? Do you want Marco to compliment you on that?
1: If we talk about this then yes. Say it but again. If, I don't, if if we talk about if I bring this up yes. But if I don't bring this up then no.
0: Yeah, but Marco would know what like what I'm saying is somebody who cares about you. For example, if I'm gain, if, if I'm gain, gaining some weight like, I want people that are close to me to tell me that, son, you're you're kind of, you're letting yourself go. You, should, you know, you should watch what you eat or something like that. I, I'll prefer somebody yeah, but tell imagine, me that. And then when imagine, I actually get fit, I prefer them to compliment me. Okay. You know what I mean?
1: Imagine an average person saying that to you. They would probably not sit with you and talk, hey, I see something is happening. So how are you feeling? I see that you're gaining some weight how are you about that this is not an average person an average person will say oh my god you're so fat what's happening so this is yeah an- no
0: i prefer that
1: wow, i prefer real? somebody to
0: make fun of me than for, for them because like i if somebody don't want to sit down with me and have an intervention like seriously and blah 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 like i don't want that well okay i I don't because i I want them to just say son you're getting a you're getting a little fat there i i want people to say that because that's how other people everybody else is looking at me so i want to know the truth so i i know that okay maybe i need to like cut down a little bit like i (laughs) you know
1: yeah the thing is the good thing about that is it shows you are not self-centered around this topic But if you imagine a person that is already too focused on their look and you don't connect your value to your look because you weren't exposed or you were exposed, but you didn't take it seriously. That kind of influence from the outside, but in, in many cases, um, especially girls and women, I mean, I had my first uh, diet restriction when I was third grade. So it was like nine years old. So at nine years old, I knew that I want to lose weight. This is not normal. So so now we're... So, because, you know, this standard is in our head.
0: That's but why I-, I think the compliment is a good thing. Because... If if I compliment you on your weight, that means I'm not like hurting your feelings. Do you know what I mean? But then, it, it that's almost like a nice way for me to say, "Ah, oh, you know, you should probably <laughs> try to stay fit, right, and eat healthy, and you know, exercise." And do you know that That's almost a nice way for me to tell say that. No.
1: Yeah, I have a problem with with focused with focusing on bodies you know because uh f- i heard for example in i don't know scandinavian countries um there is one uh, person that what's the uh,
0: difference between body and health between what compliment like what's the difference between commenting on somebody's body versus commenting on somebody's health
1: I don't know what you're asking me.
0: Like, what if somebody, all they did was keep eating junk food? Would you comment on that? Like, if, okay, if somebody was, like, smoking all the time, would you be like, hey, you know, you should try to cut down on smoking? Mm, Well. Do you understand where I'm trying to go with this?
1: you're giving me other examples where something can be
0: like for example for some reason this is this is the problem with i think lack of critical thinking in our society where everybody's just thinking theory and they misrepresent the theory and then and then it becomes something like oh i'm not allowed to say um If I'm smoking a cigarette, like, for example, if I'm smoking a cigarette outside my office building, I remember all my coworkers will pass by and say, hey, you shouldn't be smoking. Hey, you shouldn't smoke that. You shouldn't smoke. Like, everybody will judge me on my smoking, right? But if somebody's eating too many Big Macs and they're getting out of shape, which is just as unhealthy... (laughs) Mm -hmm. now we're not allowed to make comments on that anymore hey you should maybe you should stop eating big mac (laughs) like we're not allowed to comment on that well there's no difference it's the same thing but one is okay and one is not allowed why
1: i mean it's not like it's not allowed
0: i mean socially uh, not allowed um And to me, weight is a rep. Like
1: the thing is, what is what is. So some things are shaming, even though you know. In our society, body so looks are um, you know. I think we are too centered on our looks and this is how we, by complimenting or judging it, we are focusing our brain even more on this thing. Even though in majority, it's not the core issue that they just, it happened that they eat junk food and they are now overweight. It's in many cases, interconnected with different issues uh, to use um, addiction. Same and... thing with
0: smoking. Same yes. thing with smoking. When somebody's... Yes. So, you, you don't think I feel ashamed when I'm smoking and every person that passes so, by I don't says... Hey, I if... do
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, it's the
0: same thing. So why is one okay and one not okay?
1: The thing is, uh, <laughs> shaming... Yeah, shaming in general, I don't... Uh, I think that...
0: So if somebody says like that I shouldn't smoke, about
1: shaming. Do do you think that's shaming? What?
0: If somebody tells me that I shouldn't smoke, do you think that's shaming?
1: No, because we guess that you don't connect your value to smoking. But
0: no, I I I don't know what that means. Okay, (laughs) like. Well, so if some uh, I don't understand the difference between if somebody's eating unhealthy, I, I can't I'm not allowed to say, hey, you should eat healthier, you're you're eat, you know, you're eating too unhealthy. I can't say that. But if somebody's smoking, I can't say, hey, you should you know smoke less or quit smoking. I
1: think like I, I don't understand topic, the difference between those yeah, two. The topic of look mm-hmm. is um different than topic of being a smoker. So um, people who have challenges to accept their look, they attach their value to their look. So if they don't look bad, they kind of deminer themselves. So the whole problem is focus on that and i see for example um uh in scandinavian countries they don't pay attention to how people look so they don't wear that much makeup they don't they just don't care they just exist and i know a serbian person that every time she needs to come to serbia she lives there she needs to come to serbia she has that feeling of like, Oh I need to now come to Serbia and they're going to look at me and they I need to prepare what I need to wear because um because the feeling is totally different they just don't care about look they don't well, Okay have... like
0: let's forget about all of that like what about just from the weight perspective if somebody is if somebody from the Scandinavian country let, let's say that was overweight I mean I don't think anybody those countries are overweight but if somebody's overweight and they know that they're oh now i'm going to serbia so i need to lose some weight because um you know people are gonna look at me weird right like is that such a bad thing <laughs> okay good you're gonna lo- you're gonna eat healthy and you're gonna exercise good <laughs> do you know well, you're, you, if, you understand what I mean? you're
1: focused yeah I see that you're focused on a result and I am focused on how some person is feeling about themselves.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I understand, but I just feel like it's... um. I understand what you mean but I just think that the way to go is not to say nothing <laughs> because that's just like saying if if a child is eating junk food just let him eat junk food like it's it's just like the way to the way to help that person is not by accommodating their like you know like accommodating what the thing that they're doing wrong no
1: no comment no comment that i wrote there in the example is not um a comment that actually is like sit and talk or being invested invested in conversation it's just taking something saying something without um without any thought so i think it's different for, yeah let's go
0: back to the carousel
1: yeah i think it's so- different For the male and for the female the same thing this is more applicable to women well this is
0: what i mean so theoretically you're right everything you're saying is right theoretically it's like that shame of you know look and thing is not going to make them eat healthier and it's actually going to stress them out even more and they're going to eat more unhealthy and theoretically all of that is correct right but here's how people mistake that. I mean, this is this has nothing to do with your true character. So, this is just more to do with the theory versus practice, right? Okay. In theory, so what people do is because they know this theory what they end up doing is they're like therefore, uh, you know, we can't fat shame people. We have to have body positivity movement and we have to have healthy at all sides. And they they promote Obesity and by by putting co- covers of like obese people on magazines and they say oh that's perfectly fine that doesn't some because somebody is obese doesn't mean they're unhealthy, and then now they make up this live fantasy world, which mm-hmm. actually causes more problems because now <laughs> do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like that narrative is not helping those people at all. Like it's why what do you think do you think more?
1: helps? what narrative do you think helps
0: i actually well not doing that for once not
1: okay. doing what
0: not 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 accommodating it not
1: okay. tailoring to it i agree i agree
0: like i i i i i'm totally against the whole body positivity movement and the uh, healthier and all size that uh, and putting this like you know Taking taking these like you know beautiful women out of like Victoria's Secret and replacing them with like you know overweight women like I don't that I don't think is helping.
1: I mean that even that doesn't work. So I agree. Well, with- I think
0: it actually makes it worse. Is what I'm what I'm trying to say. Not only does it not worse work, I think it makes it worse. I actually think a little bit of pressure is good. And if you go back in the fifties, right. If you go to Korea, if you go back in the 50s, right? Yes, there they are. Yes. Back then, people did say back in the 50s, people this. if you're getting fat, people would just say, hey, you're getting a little, (laughs) you know, fat there or whatever. Like people will shame you for for getting weight. Well, it worked. Because if you look at videos and photos from 50s, everybody was healthy and everybody was fat. Do you understand what I mean? yeah and in korea it's the same thing if you go to korea most people are felt like in america especially here in texas i think something like 50 percent of people are overweight and something like or 75 percent of people are overweight and something like 50 percent of people are obese right so i mean like okay we what we basically done was we sacrificed uh heart health over mental health right so Now, the number one cause of death in like here in America is heart disease, and that all comes from like, okay, so oh, I'm gonna care about your mental health, so I'm gonna do all of this and be safe around you, and blah blah blah. But then instead, I'm gonna kill you with the heart disease. That's basically what's happening. So, is that is that Oh, is that virtuous? Is that is that a, is that a good person because I'm a positive positivity and all that? Am I a good person for that? No, I'm actually evil because it's like what you said. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Oh, it's my good intention to say, Oh, I don't want to say anything about your weight, but what I'm actually doing is killing you by you know with the number one killer of it, it's the number one cause of the death in America. Or I think in the world, actually.
1: <laughs> think about think about a child that is mm-hmm. in front of the table. Um, let's say I mean, that... there's
0: other there's other problems. Also, there's like these corporations lobbying to make in you know, the like make sh- sugar not a, look bad. And I mean, obviously, there can be some stuff done regulated so that there's not like all this unhealthy, addictive food is not out in the market, right? But corporations lobby against that so that they can make more money. So, there's obviously that side too. But, you know, that's only one side of the equation. So, Sorry, go ahead.
1: If we come back on here, so, um mm-hmm. so. My point is not that we should enable uh, behavior that is not uh, like health-promoting. So I'm not talking about that at all. I'm just talking about human connection, human communication that has some results. If you have a child that, let's imagine they're chubby, and they are in front of the table eating. So then you have a parent that cares obviously about their child, and they see and they comment because they see that they're going to eat the full plate of something like you're going to eat ev- all of that for really, for real, or something like that. So imagine that child stop eating at that moment, like okay, they don't want to eat, but actually, they Have cravings to eat that or Mm -hmm. they feel ashamed inside or what will happen they will sneak to eat so you didn't achieve anything actually with that behavior you enable this pressure this focus on this child to see if somebody is watching them eating if they're going to comment if this is good amount or not how they look how they dress up can they cover something or not so this is just a setting some somebody on a path to have uh, um, eating disorder. So I'm not saying that this will make an eating disorder, but this is this is how path starts.
0: Okay, give me another example. Because I, I understand that example. But there's a lot of lessons in there other than just that. So give me another example so I can connect the dots. Give me like a couple more examples so that
1: show this um i mean
0: because like as of now what that sounds like is that to me what that sounds like is that you shouldn't shame somebody that can be a lesson too right so it but it, but I think the lesson is m- more nuanced than that, more specific than that. So that's why I want to know. What's another example?
1: Okay, so you shouldn't shame, yes?
0: Like, okay, maybe the lesson is something like um, something you say without really bad intentions or something that you say, you know, casually might affect... The person that's listening, like in a big way, maybe that's maybe the, that's the lesson. But then we need to be more specific, right? Something like, said
1: casually.
0: I might say something casual, is like, Are "You gonna eat all that?" And I didn't. I wasn't trying to like mm-hmm. shame them or anything like that. Or when I say, "Oh my gosh, oh you lost weight, you look so much better," I wasn't trying to shame them or something like that. But the person who's listening to it might listen that way, right? Yeah. So. But I don't think the solution is say, oh, just don't compliment anyone. I don't think that's the solution either. And oh, just don't compliment somebody on their weight. I don't think that's the solution either. Because what if I'm saying like, oh my gosh, oh, you you had a C before, but now you got an A? Good job. Like, because that can have the same effect too. Do you know what I mean?
1: No. You have C, B. What?
0: Like, let's say I... You know, I I I was I did bad on the test because, you know, and and my just like for some people their their self self consciousness comes from weight. Maybe my self consciousness comes from my intelligence. So if I if I was doing bad in the test and I I kept getting seventy percent and also I got ninety five percent. And be oh. like, oh, oh, so good job, son. Like, oh I you I didn't want to say, you know, like oh, you were. Okay. Like, I see. I but I then see. that could it couldn't so I shouldn't yeah. then I shouldn't compliment somebody on great. That means I shouldn't compliment anyone on anything. So that's not the answer either.
1: Yeah, for example, um I know that um in in my case, I was required to have good marks, and if I got a B, then my mom would ask me like why it's B. So what this friend got, what she got, okay. Why didn't you practice? I know you're not stupid, you're just lazy. So this is what I would get as a comment. And this would build up a pressure that I would focus on mistakes. But if I compare this to my boyfriends, uh, how in their family they approached, it was like, you know, it's your grade, whatever you do, you know, however you want it. If you want to work harder, we're going to support you. If you don't want to work harder, no, no. Every mark is for a student. So uh, he doesn't have that fear of being wrong. He like, "Mm, okay, this doesn't work. Let's try something else. Um, So, but I am too conscious about what can go wrong. Okay. Okay.
0: so who do you think is right and who do you think is wrong?
1: I would choose for a like happy, healthy life. I would prefer not to be commented at all. Like even if it's a good mark, like yeah, good for you. It's
0: but do you really think that that's the? Do you really think that that's what's gonna make somebody happy? I actually think for me, one of the things that makes me the happiest um, is discipline. Like when i when I was able to like be disciplined and do this and boom 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 and have a productive day. I'm happy that night going to bed. But if I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do whatever I want today, and like, oh, if I feel like it, I'll do it. And I had one of those days. I feel like shit at the end of the night. Okay, and I and this is like a something that a lot of people tell me. Like they don't want to go to the gym, but after the gym they feel good. Oh, they don't want to do put in this work, but after they in the work and they accomplish feel, accomplish something they feel good. When so, they're when when they like uh oh, I don't feel like going to the gym today so I don't go or oh, I don't feel like working on this project today so I'm not going to do it. They don't feel good. That this is like a common thing that I hear from a lot of people, okay? I'm so my parents were so disciplined. But then when I look at some of my other American friends, who mm-hmm. lacks so much discipline. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like you, like you can, you could be so much more than what where you are right now. But they're just like, they lack that discipline to do the basic stuff and things like that. I mean, I, I'm actually glad that I, I'm, I'm more like, I, I'm glad that my parents disciplined me. Because I, I actually think that in America, what we lack is discipline. Like right now, I think the people are more unhappy than ever because I think they lack discipline.
1: Okay, so there is... um, I mean, now
0: we're just kind of like debating, but it has nothing to do with Mitch's.
1: Maybe it's not related. Mm -hmm. I recently... um, saw somewhere, I think it was from Andrew Huberman, that Mm -hmm. uh, you should uh, not comment uh, if your kid is doing something good. So like, yeah, this is so good. You did it uh, so perfectly. But you should comment the effort. Because uh, they had like two groups. And if they commented of, oh, you're so smart, you did it this perfectly, then they would perform less next time. But if they comment on effort, they uh, perform better. So effort—if we—if we—if com- com- this is like the discipline thing that you are mentioning—so it's not just the discipline; it's how we interpret the discipline. If I am disciplined and I'm focused on what's wrong, so then yes, I am disciplined, but I'm still messing with my. It myself and uh, with my self-esteem. But if I'm disciplined and I'm like, yeah, this is it. I feel good. And I don't have like high expectations for myself. Then this is the good place. So I guess you can comment uh, in a, ha- your comment will help somebody if it's in terms of uh, their efforts and how dedicated they are. Um, but uh, not in terms of the outcome.
0: Is that what you're trying to say in your carousel? What is the... Give me your carousel lesson in one sentence.
1: Well... Um, I think I'm, I'm slowly, I don't know, it's slowly different right now. But what I wanted to say is that if if you have, so even if you have nice comment about someone's look, don't say unless you are, unless somebody else brings that up. So
0: don't give compliments
1: on someone's look.
0: So, but I can give compliment on like their test grade. <laughs> like I can, can I give compliment on their intelligence? Can I get compl- like it's
1: yeah, it looks like if we complement because this... I
0: think it's n- it's deeper than that. I don't think it's just looks.
1: Yeah, if it's if it's discipline, if we should complement discipline and not, uh, and not result, then it means that we will complement. Uh, oh, you see, I see you put so much effort into understanding, so much effort into, you know going to the core of this topic, or you invested quite some time in math.
0: Mm-hmm. Or... And why?
1: Because then, then you are
0: So can you put it in the sentence? You know, the, the part where I say do the comp compare and contrast? Like find the nuanced lesson, find the real truth. So can you either put it on, don't do this, instead do this, or um, this doesn't necessarily mean this, or this mm-hmm. is not the same thing as this, right? Or do you, not, do you understand what I mean? Can you put it into one of those? Format. Well, I
1: need to figure out the lesson. So, um...
0: but in order to first do that, you have to figure out why first. Do you understand I me? Mean? Like, I, I think right now you have good examples, but I don't think you've extracted the the correct myth truth yet. That mm-hmm. it is true, like some. What, what you're saying is sometimes when you compliment people, you're actually hitting on their... You're actually shaming them by complimenting them, is what you're trying to say, right? Yeah. Which, first of all, I don't know if I really agree with that. That's the problem, right? Like, it's... If you say so, okay. And maybe other people feel that way, too, but... I personally haven't experienced it. I've never had somebody compliment me <laughs> on anything and then I feel ashamed about it. <laughs> like that's like every time I hear a compliment, I'm happy. See <laughs> that you know I mean?
1: Okay, maybe you can ask on on your stories uh for if people yeah. are sometimes actually ashamed by it, somebody giving them a compliment.
0: Yeah. So c- give me a Tell me from your experience, when has somebody complimented you that made you feel bad or made you feel ashamed?
1: Um, well, I I told you. I told you when my uh, the extended family um ands the comments on my look. Oh, now you look so good. I didn't, you know, when you were last time I didn't want to tell you but And no. you
0: truly truly uh, didn't like that?
1: Uh I didn't like how it messes with my brain. It's not like so instant, it's not the instant shame because you like when somebody tells you something nice but it messes up with my brain that i'm more focused on my look than it it and what's wrong with
0: that like wouldn't that drive you to like take care of yourself more
1: think about think about eating disorders i
0: guess now we're going back to that
1: Yeah. yeah think about eating disorders and um and how actually somebody From that pressure comes to body dysmorphia, so they can't see themselves. They look themselves at a mirror, but they don't see this person. They see something else. So
0: okay, like yeah, that's a different conversation that we can have. But
1: I'm just saying, you. Why do you think of that? Why do you
0: think so many people have that problem nowadays than people did fifty years ago?
1: i think we are more anxious now in generally generally speaking why,
0: why? i mean uh, what i'm trying to do is is the root of the problem really body shaming right? is the root of the problem really uh it's not, it's not know, shaming psycho- it's
1: Body focusing it's not shaming it's body focusing
0: okay whatever it is all these psychological things that you're talking about right yeah. like that this trauma and all of that like is that really the problem? Because why? Because people did that back 50 years ago too. But we didn't have that problem 50 years ago. Like there's more there's more depression now, there's more psychological problems now, there's more health problems now. Do you the understand what I mean?
1: What so I what's see the as the difference uh is like 50 years ago, we didn't have uh you didn't look at uh, almost naked people uh a few hours per day now when you watch when you, you mean open... because of
0: instagram yeah
1: yes because of instagram because of commercials because of so, TV.
0: isn't that the real problem not <laughs> like yeah. isn't that the root of the problem not you know so shouldn't we shame social media shouldn't we shame you know like shouldn't we try to ban social media
1: yeah i personally feel completely powerless if i talk about that
0: no no no, i know what you mean I, i i know what you mean but all i'm trying to say is i think we're not treating the root of like when when we say things like um you know we should worry about that person's like trauma and emotional damage well, well, well all of that thing i don't think we're treating the root of the problem i think we're treating something like we're 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 trying to find a workaround i guess that's what i'm trying to say do you know what i mean mm-hmm. because i don't think the way to fix this problem is by tiptoeing around other people and just be, i have to be careful about every little thing i say because once I start going down this road of like, okay, okay oh, like I have to think about all these little oh, I, have, I have to be so careful before I say anything. Oh, but what if I compliment this person and this person takes it wrong? Oh, what if I say this and this person is like now I have to treat everybody like a fragile like glass? Which is okay. I don't think what that's
1: if, what if I, for example, so mm-hmm. I guess there is problem there are problems in different categories. But what if we for the sake of the argument choose just this category? Like I look- can help
0: by the way, mm-hmm. I can help you write this carousel, but it just wouldn't be genuine. Because I, I think there's flaws in it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, uh, uh, so, I so I see that you you're helping me to try to um to come to a precise point or to find a precise point. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm trying to see if uh, I, because my personal experience is that I think, so in this right now society, whatever, however it looks right now, I think I see um, cultures and I see people where they are focused more on uh, their on their results. Let's let's say it like that. Results can be like look can be it can be also like brain or how smart somebody is, or on the contrary how stupid they are. So and you have people that are more connected about more into connection than into performance. So I see that there is this kind of problem. And I see that people who don't have this in their brain are relaxed, Re- more relaxed than somebody like me. That I have these introjects and I need to deal with them before I can relax. So um so okay. and then I see I see when I talk to my mom because um years ago every time i would come to visit her she would uh go in front of my face like mm, what did you do with your eyebrows or something so every time she's focused on something something negative so she needs to find it or even if it's look like oh thank god you stopped ruining your eyebrows so now she's complimented me but actually i know that there is something that is good and something is bad Mm -hmm. so i see that when when we talked about this and when i gave her feedback all the time please stop doing it just just stop commenting on my look just let's just talk about whatever else like what's up what's happening in my life and let me tell please tell me that this so okay so now You know, years after that, we have more like relaxed conversations. We are not focused on this. And I see how it kind of puts a little bit of pressure off. So this is my lesson with my mom. Uh, And I see sometimes I have one one person on my mind. She told me that, you know, she has skin problems like uh, some acne, stuff like that. So she she feels so ashamed when somebody is commenting that knows her. Oh, your face now is so much better. Because every kind of focus on her acne is, it means that somebody watched it and and noticed how ugly it is and now how good it is. So
0: I understand. I I, I totally understand your point, and I I can help you write this truth sandwich. Okay. And though. I disagree with that statement, but I can still help you write it. I can help you write your opinion. All I'm saying is I don't agree with that opinion. That's all I'm saying. But that's that's okay because this is your carousel. It's not okay. my carousel.
1: Okay. If you know <laughs> that if you get if you can guess that people mm-hmm. that a person is so focused on her face because she has acne, like all her Yeah,
0: I understand. I understand that I you, I, I understand comment, how they can cause problems.
1: Would you comment? Would you compliment that?
0: Yes, I would. And I can and I can understand how that can actually psychologically be worse for her. I I understand both sides.
1: But does it affect but I don't think
0: the answer is
1: okay. Does it affect you now that you can hear this? That next time you see this person, uh maybe you will kind of think about it.
0: No, because I think the way to fix problems, like for me, when I make content, blah, 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 I'm not trying to change society. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to change the way you can protect yourself. So when, when I don't, the way to fix bullying problem, I don't think is to try to get people to stop bullying. I think the way to solve solve bully problem is for you to know how to handle yourself from bullies
1: okay so you're i
0: i I see see problems in the individual level like we can do something for ourselves i don't think the problem to like like what jordan peterson said i don't think the way to solve um like the the being offensive to the trans community issue is by making a law that i have to ask you for your pronoun and then do i don't think that's the way to you solve that problem the way you solve the problem is to make the individuals feel self-confident enough self like that they don't ha- they're not feeling self-conscious so that when those th- bad things are gonna happen people are gonna shame you th- those things you can't stop that from happening it's about how I can deal with it right now what you're trying to you do is you're, you're trying to fix the other person from doing that to okay. you <laughs> like okay
1: so, okay so let me let me ask you in in this I see it I see it then would yeah. you agree more than in this case actually if a person is um self conscious about their face they should say please can you just not comment is that actually what is uh... no
0: i i don't i, I think okay. that's i don't think that's the way like, i've actually said this before what this reminds me of this when somebody comes to when, whenever somebody I, I meet somebody like and say say hey you know first of all whenever i see somebody you know in, in white people in america like not in new york but like in other places where there's not a lot, of, a lot of Asians, people will always be like oh where are you from and i'm like i'm from here i'm from california they're like no where are you from right <laughs> like they're, they're like oh i'm korean then they'll say, oh, I love kimchi. Or or, or the ne- next thing they'll say is like, oh, are you from North Korea or South Korea? I'm like, what are you fucking stupid? Like <laughs> you, if I live in North Korea, I would, how would I be here? <laughs> right, like, but, and then they were like, oh, I love kimchi, I love Korean barbecue. And people keep telling me that over and over and over. And that to me is offensive. Right Because I'm getting offended because like you know every oh I, oh yeah, are you, what are you gonna tell me that you love Kimchi? Oh, like what are you gonna ask me that where, where am I from? like you know why why can't you just treat me like everyone else, right? But that's just me. that person's intention is to not to offend me. It's just that I'm getting offended, right? And it's whatever self consciousness that I have is the reason why that even though that person is not trying to be offensive, I'm getting offended. So the the way to fix this is by me fixing me, by saying, oh, I just have to remember that this person is just trying to make conversation. They're just trying to relate to me. They're just trying to build rapport, and they're just trying to. They're not trying to offend me. I have to understand that. I have to drop my ego and understand that. That's the advice that I would give. Not like." Oh, can you please not ask me that if I'm North Korea or South Korean? Oh, can you not ask me if I'm if I like kimchi? That's not the, That sounds like a Where victim you, mentality. But,
1: okay, okay, but let me ask you: Are you a little bit dismissing that you don't fancy that conversation? Say that again. You, are you dismissing? To me, it looks like you are dismissing that actually you don't enjoy in that specific conversation. Or maybe you would like to change the subject.
0: No, I, I I shouldn't even have to do that. Now when somebody says, oh, you like kimchi? And I would actually go into that conversation. It's like, oh, you you, you eat kimchi? I'm like, oh. And I would actually, you know, and then it turns out, like it, it actually turns out to be a good conversation. It's all in our head, right? And by reaffirming that, reaffirming that, oh, it's okay that you've, you feel self self conscious about your eyebrows, so you should tell people to stop it. I don't think that's the way to fix it. The way to fix it is for you to get over the fact that you're self conscious about eyebrow <laughs> do that you a know what I mean? Like, yeah. but I'm I'm uh, all I'm saying is this. Like, that's that's my opinion.
1: Okay, but would you? Okay. What I mean, I see, I see, I see. see. I just I'm that's why I can up...
0: still help you with your carousel with your opinion. But i'm just saying that that's not my opinion
1: okay um i'm not sure now because i see there is some truth to what you're saying also um especially if this is the conversation with that is closer so it's not the same if you have acquaintance there and you have a close member um So
0: So it doesn't really matter. Like if somebody is having somebody feel ashamed about their body, if somebody's self-conscious of their body, the advice I would give that person is to try to go back to your childhood or whatever it is, is where where where's what's the root of that? Where's that coming from? And let's try to fix that so that you don't have to feel ashamed about your body anymore. Not necessarily, oh, let's see how other people can fix this for me. Do you understand what I mean?
1: But isn't this? I mean,
0: I thought I thought as a therapist, that's what you would say too. <laughs> no, don't you think we need to go to the whatever the trauma that caused that to happen,
1: I mean, yeah, and then
0: it, nip it in the bud. The,
1: the thing is, of course, it's your life, your responsibility. Nobody, you know, you're responsible for what you're going to do if you are triggered. So it's not. It, I don't see that as a problem. I see that in, especially in closer connections, you have adjustments. So we are not perfect people. We are uh, messy, vulnerable uh, human beings that are trying to do something. So if this is something that is, let's say, sensitive topic, uh, if if my close or closer person knows that, so that is also something that is in the relationship. So if if other person is like mm, whatever, I'm gonna talk, it's you if you're triggered, so do whatever, whatever you want. I mean, I'm just talking about this, I'm not talking about you, mm-hmm. I'm not shaming you. It sounds like they there's no compassion about this, that somebody's not feeling fine with something. And these closer connections needs adjustment on the way.
0: So your your advice is not for the person but it's actually for your advice is for um how you should talk to people not right is that right
1: Well originally yes but on the way I'm not quite sure right now what I think on this. Subject. I mean I
0: guess it's it's it makes that makes sense too, right? That it's kind of like um it's it's kind of like something like um you know co- how compliment can actually be shame <laughs> or something like that. how compliment can how compliment can actually be a criticism or something like that
1: yeah it is more it is more about compassion than about who has the right to speak um it's more about caring for how other person feels than just saying something because, you know, you didn't put any thought into it. Like, "Mm, you look good. Oh, you lost some weight. Wow. So this is like a "Mm," comment on the way, but you don't that moment think about the other person. It's it's so it's not about what we should speak. It's more about that compassion part.
0: Yeah. Now I'm trying to figure out what the lesson like first I, I'm trying to figure out like from my point of view. Yeah, I'm it's so hard because it because it, it's different for everyone, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Because I, I, I might say this to this person and this person actually appreciates it. But if I say the same thing to this person, they might not appreciate it. And it's like And maybe that's the, yeah. Yeah, like nothing like specific comes to mind, but in terms of the writing itself, like. I think the myth is good. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. I would actually say something like, you know, maybe here's what I would say. This is actually more for like, if I'm a salesperson or I'm like, uh, I'm trying to get this person to like me, right? I don't want this person to hate me. Mm -hmm. Like in that situation, I don't think it has anything to do with family or friends or, you know, whatever it is. I think this advice would be more cuz yeah this would advice would be more for like that right like you know like in sales or whatever in dating or whatever people say oh you know like you should you should give compliments like people love compliments
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that's the myth people love compliments okay and And the counter example is the examples that you gave. (laughs) And then the real truth is people do love compliments, but some compliments can come off as a as a criticism. Mm -hmm. People love compliments, but some people might take that take take some people might might take compliment as criticism. And it's not your fault. It's their fault. But it still affects you because, you know, if you're going for a job interview <laughs> or you, like you're like you trying to get somebody to like do something to your favor and you, you, you thought, oh, if I give them a compliment, I think they'll like me. But it actually, it can backfire on you, right? If that person is going through some trauma. Right? Something like that?
1: Yes. Like,
0: I would actually make this something like, oh, you're the way I would write this. Mm -hmm. And be like, oh, you lost weight. Well done. Right. And then the next slide would be like, what are you saying? I was fat before. And like, oh, your makeup looks so good. What are you saying that my makeup was bad before? Like, then with so much more short sentences, like you you, you 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 say you can say the same thing in much less words, right? Like mm-hmm. I feel like there's a little bit of over explaining going on there. Okay. You know, oh, you you have so much hair now, but never compliment when they have a problem with thin hair. What are you saying that I have thin hair before? <laughs> My what? What are you saying it didn't look good before? And it's also like, repetitive. Okay. Um, people say. Well, think about these nice comments yeah that that you did a good job you didn't over explain on that part you just went straight to the example which is good like what you did was you didn't explain it you proved it
1: mm-hmm.
0: do you understand that's what I mean by don't explain prove it like you you just proved it you didn't explain it you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. good, 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 good. So I, I don't even think you have to say this last part where you say they build up a secret pressure in our head to some looks make us good enough or worthy enough and some are not. Like you don't need that. Okay. I think people assume that. Like when you gave three those three examples, they're like, oh. And then you just have to end it with the, the real truth, which is truth is some people might take your compliment as a critic criticism. That's all you have to say. Like, so, starting out, myth, right? Oh, people love compliments, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, you, you lost, you know? Oh, you look so thin now. What are you saying? I used to look fat. Oh, your makeup is so good. What are you saying? I, I like, I look bad without makeup. Oh, you, you know, your, your, your hair is so full. He's like, what are you saying? I was bald before. Some people might take compliment as a criticism. Boom.
1: <laughs> okay, so so there's no uh But the so thing
0: is like I, I don't know what the lesson would be, I guess. Right? <laughs> like so what should I do? Not compliment people. That that's I mean that's kinda I guess where I'm getting stuck. So what should I do? Not compliment
1: people um
0: you know what I would do actually instead of using three different examples i would use two different examples uh, now now we're breaking away from the the standard myth truth sandwich concept but that's okay because mm-hmm. practicing the myth truth is what got me here right got me to think about this so you do myth like oh uh, people love compliments, mm-hmm. like imagine like, but but imagine this hey, oh you you lost weight you look so good, and then the next slide is like what are you saying that I used to look fat before, mm-hmm. and then I go right into the the real truth which is, some people will take compliment some people might take take compliment as a criticism, mm-hmm. right like I, I i actually think that andrew Huber, i was thinking about andrew huberman's less because like don't compliment on the results compliment compliment the efforts but how, how would how would you do that in that case i guess it doesn't really make sense
1: doesn't make sense but what you wanted mm-hmm. to do with having the lesson, then again, another example. And
0: because I guess at that moment, even if like I, I would give that compliment every time, yes, there's a risk that that person might get offended because, like, what do you think? Yeah, but I would still do it. It's like why every white person I meet in back then in America would be like, Hey, I love kimchi, mm-hmm. right. Yes, I might get offended, but I don't think they should stop because they're they are trying to relate, right? And I actually think that most, not every Korean is going to get offended when you say that, right? So yeah, that's I guess that's where I keep getting stuck. Like I guess you can end it at, you know, not. You know, not all compliment. um, Not all compliment me. Not everyone will take a compliment. Yeah, but then what? Don't compliment people. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I keep getting stuck. I guess.
1: So when. We are getting- like
0: if I were to do this carousel, the way I would do it is like, hey, do you ever like lose weight and somebody come to you and say, hey, you look so you look so much better now. And you're like, get you get triggered and you get offended. Mm-hmm. Well, that person was just trying to compliment you. So take it as that. And don't, you know, don't don't let that bother. Don't. You know, don't let that bother you from, you know, like they they're actually trying to compliment you. Like so I would actually flip the script like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
1: I see. Um in what I wanted to say is that I think that people that are complimenting are focused only on themselves. So I am complimenting. I am doing something good. And it looks like they are kind of dismissing Oh, okay,
0: that's good. Yeah, okay.
1: It's also the other yeah. side there.
0: Yeah, so maybe the lesson would be something like, you know. Like, uh, know your audience when you compliment them. Because your compliment can come off as a criticism. And that's not a selfless compliment. That's a selfish compliment. Mm. (laughs) Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Boom, see, this is why you need to talk and you need to write. (laughs) That's actually a really good one. I bet you if you you write that one, Mm -hmm. post it on circle, people will go berserk. They're gonna be like, oh my gosh, I never thought of it that way, so good. (laughs) Well,
1: I'll do that as a because i posted this one so i will post in the comments to see the
0: okay uh, update. Uh, the the new and improved yeah. okay and then i'll do, i'll take that and then i'll rewrite it okay and then i'll i'll post it as a guest post
1: awesome so know your audience when you're complimenting because um i will you see compliment.
0: this is why even if you feel like you're stuck this is not going anywhere you have to keep at it I'm yeah. glad that you didn't just give up, that you kept at it. Because if you kept at it, you're going to find an angle where it yeah. works. So good, good job. Good job on not giving up. <laughs> and that was a true compliment. I was a t- <laughs> not a criticism.
1: <laughs> I know when you're doing compliments, you know, I've earned that compliment. So I'm going to good, good, take it. Good,
0: good. Yeah. You did earn it. Because I. I almost gave up and then you you kept coming at it so which is good because otherwise it would have went nowhere but we found the gold now i i I think the key key thing was for me when the switch has turned is when you said it's coming from a selfish place like you're not giving compliment for that person but you're it's it's kind of selfish and that's where it hit me yeah
1: Uh, and Yeah, and just to say how I come to that, because um, once, like last time, quite some time ago, I when I saw my uh, aunt and she wanted to compliment me on my body, that I look good, so I was like, I was like, aunt, you know, we are here, we can hang out. No, nobody, nobody, no. And she was like, but I was just like, And she was trying to kind of explain to my boyfriend, listen, I was just trying to tell her something nice. I was doing something nice. So she was so focused on herself. And I was like, I give up. So whatever. I tried it. but
0: That's actually true. I feel like a lot of times when people give compliments, they're not really doing it for the other person. They're really doing it for themselves. Yeah. Or, or like they're not even really thinking about it. It's just, it's, just you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not really caring for that. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Thank you. All right, so should we call it a day?
1: Yep. Or... Yeah. I think we
0: are. I, th- I think this is a good place to end it. So okay good, good job I'll I'll, sh- I'll I'll read that on circle and then okay. that's going to be a good post I can f- feel it <laughs> alright Yelena okay everyone thank, thank you he- for listening
1: bye everyone bye, bye.